What's up, listeners and supporters of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast? We need some help from you, and it won't take up too much of your time. As we grow, we always want to hear your feedback, so take a minute or two to fill out a short, anonymous survey. The survey link is right in the episode notes for this podcast. It's easy and takes less than five minutes. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Episode 77 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. How you doing, good sir? I um, am tired. <laughs> tired is but not, but not like, good, I guess. N- not, not fatigued, just like, you know. Not like, drained. Yeah, like I want to get sleep. Hopefully you don't want to get sleep listening to this podcast. What's crazy? <laughs> but- <laughs> I, no, what's crazy is I'm like the opposite of you. I was like really tired, and the last couple of days I've actually gotten some good rest oh i'm gonna so catch I feel up back to i'm gonna catch up being recharged i feel i feel better i'm gonna catch up so you gotta catch up yeah. you gotta gotta take gotta take care of, i'm sure of i'm sure we all feel better than amir khan these days <laughs> <laughs> i think so and you know i did not even watch that fight yeah um i told you about it. i was there obviously i guess we'll start there terrence crawford knocked down amir khan in the first yeah, round and then stopped him in the six with a low blow where he kind of just went for an uppercut his head was low because amir khan was pushing his head down a little bit it looked like uh, i don't know if he did it in that particular punch mm-hmm. but he was doing that at some point during the fight then he punched him in the leg and then amir khan was like you know holding his dick and then uh yeah so they, they he ended up quitting um at one point he said that oh he's not a quitter and he didn't he wanted to he didn't want to take all five minutes and then he heard that he didn't know that he had five minutes. It was just confusing. Like I don't know. Amir Khan sending out mixed messages. You know what that sounds like? A waste of time. Well, Terrence Crawford That's Car- exactly what that sounds like. Look, ter- there was one round that Terrence Crawford lost that Amir Khan looked really good, but my thing with Amir Khan is he need listen, all you all you all you fighters out there, if you're getting rocked the way Amir Khan is, you need to stop fighting. Because when he's he, not gonna stop though. When you know he, this. When he gets punched it's concerning. When he gets punched, I just don't want dude to be a vegetable when he's 48. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to stop. Like, when he, when he gets punched, like, you see him move, and for listeners, you're not going to, like, hear this particular, but he'll move like this, like, just his head mm-hmm. going up and down, jittering. It's, like, startling. It's like, yo, 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 no, 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 no. So you, you can't, can't even need to hand it up. No more. Yeah. You, you have to just look at the ways he's been knocked out. Like, for a few people, like, whatever, like, yeah. I guess you can take a punch, whatever. Yeah. But for him, it's like, the ways he's been knocked out has been in dramatic fashion. With Breedich Prescott, with Danny Garcia, yeah. yep, you know, that one. Yep. Terrence Crawford one now, with Canelo. Oh, my oh, God. I forgot. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. the Canelo one, the fight, a fight that he was actually winning, by the way. Um, But, yeah. You know what's funny? You made me think about, about knockouts. I meant to text you the other day, because... Remember, I didn't get to watch the Lomachenko fight, the last, this last oh, fight. Oh, against Anthony Crawler. And then I saw Did you watch the knockout? I did. I <laughs> saw it, and I was, um, I was, uh, sitting in, I was sitting in a bar having mm. some lunch, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Damn. Right, 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 uh, right side of the temple. Yeah. Right hook, mm. right to the head, and Crawler, he dropped down face first. Face first. When you fall yeah. face first, not that, good. Yeah, you, you don't right, get up. You went right to sleep. Yeah. I did not care about this Crawford con fight. I didn't care. I had no interest that, in That's that's interesting to me. I didn't. Okay. I just didn't. I, I didn't think it was a worthy opponent for Terrence Crawford, so I didn't care. I guess I just fair. was not excited about it at all whatsoever. It was not gonna get me to pay any money. Although the undercard was not bad. 
um, from what I saw. Telfimo Lopez is a star, and Shakur Stevenson is a star. Both yeah. of them are very early in their career. And I careers. would have liked to have watched more of them. I probably would have cared more about seeing that. Than you can, I would you have can still yeah. it'll be on ESPN Plus at some point. I'm sure. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go back and check that. Yeah. The the, the main event, I just did not. Yeah. Have any excitement for Felix Verdejo? Unfortunately, uh, he won a decision uh, against a decent opponent, but he you know didn't look spectacular. And I feel like this pretty much is what he is now. He's 25 years old. He's going to be 26 in May. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is kind of it. Like yeah, you kind of know at that he, point. He may win a world title if he gets the right champion, but mm-hmm. he's he's not really. He's he at one point he looked like he had it. He looked like he was going to legitimately be a star. Like he had he total package and everything. And then at some point his performances got less spectacular. Injuries, um, some other things reported out there like a motorcycle accident or loss, oh yeah, I remember that loss of focus and things like you know the stuff that has sort of popped up. And you know now we're here. I think I'm becoming. I won't say less interested in boxing. There's just less fights that really excite me. And that and, is and, why and MMA is better right now. And I'm still just can't get down with the MMA, and I just don't care either. But you got to come to the dark side. Nah, I don't know if I'm coming to the dark. <laughs> Matt, side. tell him. I don't know if I'm coming to the dark side. Matt, Matt's also you know, an MMA fan. <laughs> I just I'll produce him after this. I just yes. can't. I don't know, man. Like I told you, there's something I just can't. I know get down bo- with. a lot of boxing purists think it's barbaric. I do. I but, think that's the word. I but it's out of it. but it, it's it's just. I don't want to get into this whole thing again. But you it's love like violence. But no. But it's like it, there's, theme of there's the show. a whole bunch of things. Like I could whip somebody's ass who's twice my size if I know how to do. Yeah. Just a proper co- technique. If I, yeah. Listen. If here, I could wrestle, if I could do judo. Here's the thing. Also, let me just say this too. I have a ton of respect for the boxing the, is you know repetitive. The, the UFC and the MMA fighters because I've watched some of them. I used to go to a gym where I watched some of these people train, and in the gym I currently work out in, there's some guys who train in there. Yeah. So I have a lot of respect for the technique and what's done. I, this is not me poo pooing it, saying that they're not, you know I don't th- look. I got more look. You know I don't care for wrestling. I got a way more respect for UFC and MMA than I do for wrestling. You need to watch okay? your mouth. <laughs> you know, you're not wrestling, like you wrestling guys, nah, no, 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 no. Like you want, what do you want me to watch? WrestleMania or UFC? Whatever else is coming out. Oh, I'm definitely going to UFC. Absolutely. Okay. And I don't really care for both. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> but you're like, oh god, wrestling. So it's it it what it is. I watch both. I have one on the laptop screen, well, one well, on the TV. Of you know course you do, because because again, for people who listen to this podcast, you. Like competition, love, violence. <laughs> no, 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 it's nothing to do with competition. You like violence. This is the same person who wants to slap people they see in the street. That's not true. That's not true. We're putting we're putting false things out there. That, that, I have a lot at stake that, right now. That, all right, that that that, that, that is at, at a time you let me let me rephrase that. At a time you thought yes. about if you could slap somebody. Who I was, was 19 years old playing GTA, and I was just wondering. You know what I'm saying? Just wondering. A lot of lot of problems there. <laughs> why maybe you should Here's be the thing GTA. though. Here's why I'm good. I'm, for that I'm good and I'm sane compared to other people because I just thought about it. There are other people that actually do this in real life. I mean probably. No, not probably. We've seen reports. I mean, but go to Florida. It started with a thought. Florida man. It started with a thought. GTA birthed Florida man. Yeah, it did. I actually don't know I'm, if that's I'm true. I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> but I think but, other things birthed Florida man. <laughs> right. I don't think GTA but but they're GTA they can, didn't help. I'll they, say that much. They can be aligned in some way. They can, yeah, and yeah, you it's could, just you know GTA Ford's New York man and GTA Five is California say, yeah, man. Yeah, you could be New York man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why can't that be? This is the, this is the genesis. Is of that it. the name of the episode, New York man? No, nah, it's not going to be. It's not. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Not what doing would be that. some of the New York man headlines? 
<laughs> man, New York man beats other man with Tim's. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be something New York centric. Something with a pigeon. I'm thinking of pigeon. Yeah. yeah. New York man takes pigeon shit, <laughs> smears it over subway rider's face. <laughs> yeah, that 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 could be it. I could see that. I could see that going. New York man. <laughs> Here's the thing. The thing about Florida. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna I'm gonna buckle down this and like a, write out a bunch of New York, New York man. We scenarios. should. Maybe we have to do a New York man episode. But here's <laughs> Here's the thing about Florida, man, right? If you ever see, and, and it's funny, I remember, I'm, I want to take credit from who said this, but our colleague friend, Brian Lewis, mm. writer for New York Post for the Nets, mm-hmm. he once posted on Facebook a Florida man headline, and he wrote, and I'm paraquoting him, but he said, all I need to see are the words <laughs> Florida man in the headline, and he's like, everything after doesn't even matter, because I'm going, I'm going to click on the headline. I think I like the status. And I was like, yo. I remember that. I was like, yo, he's right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I see Florida man. Psh, yeah. I'm clicking. Yeah. I'm clicking. I could you, but you know what the thing is? I could search Florida man every <laughs> day and I'll find some stuff. Like I'm gonna tell people like, yo, if you're ever down, if you're ever upset, just go Google Florida man. It'll make you feel a lot better. You'll make you feel a lot unless, better. Unless unless you're from Florida. <laughs> Then well, maybe. then, then you'll have some trepidation. Yeah, you might you have a you level of fear, especially if you're in places like you know Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah, like because that's where a lot of that stuff kind of comes from. Tallahassee, and uh, didn't spend any time there, but flew into there early, late last year. Um, interesting. So the Illmatic anniversary just passed. <laughs> it did. Uh, it did. I'm rocking my Nas Illmatic shirt. Today. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, you did not come to. You did not come to represent. I, I, I wore. So wow, romantic. Yeah. Nice oh, one. you caught that. Nice yeah, one, yeah. Good, I wore um, the day of. So this was the day after the anniversary because the day of the anniversary, I was mostly doing work inside and I was like not outside. Uh, I was at the Nets game and then the fight we just mentioned, Crawford Khan. I had the Illmatic socks on, the ones that I showed you from. So Stance. you did. So you did represent. Yes, once. on four twenty instead of four nineteen, but still, I was there with the socks on all day. Oh, uh, they were playing a lot of Nas at MSG that night too. Nice. They play representing Nabate, friend of the show Nabate House. He got hype. That's good. He said, he said, I think he said represents second verse is his favorite verse on Illmatic, which is interesting. Oh. See, that's the thing too. And talking about this album, I threw into the group chat, the infamous group chat that we've referenced on this podcast more than yes. once. What is your favorite verse from Illmatic? Or no, what do you think is the best verse, and what do you think is your favorite verse? We all had different answers. The best verse by Nas, because AZ's "Life's a Bitch" can absolutely that, get that's anybody. What, that's what I money. said. That's what I said. Oh, uh, Nas's verse on that on that is really good, but AZ's verse is. Oof, it's it, to me the best verse on that album. Uh, might be New York State of Mind first verse, but the thing, the interesting thing to me was that we all had different answers. That's how good that album was. I, we, I, one, I there was a represent there. There was one love third verse. There was that's, uh, a, great, that's a great verse. There was memory, memory lane, lane. I brought up memory lane first verse. First that's verse. one of my favorites. Ain't hard to tell first verse. First verse yeah. You know what I mean? And like, last verse and last verse. Yeah, yep. New York State of Mind first verse definitely. Uh, you can you can, somebody could go anywhere and I could not. The say, world is yours. The world is yours. Which is my favorite song. Yes, off the, off the album. But Mine yeah. is uh, New York State of Mind. I yeah. would say. Yeah. Well, like, here's, you know, it's interesting to have this conversation with you around it because for me, that. Because I received it differently. Di- well, no, at a different time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you weren't, like, I was there. You were born. I was born. But you weren't. When, when, I, when I really received the album. You couldn't listen to it. Yeah, when I really received it, I was a kid. 
And then I just sort of grew up with it, but I didn't grow up with it in the same way like my brother did, who was a teenager when it came right. out. You know what I mean? And for me, I was eleven when that album came out. Right, exactly. And I, you know, and I think I've we've spoken about this before on the podcast. But Wait, your parents let you listen to that? My parents didn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> like damn. <laughs> like, like, like they heard, uh, you know, uh, ain't hard to tell, or they heard. Uh, the world is yours when they you're on the radio. They definitely didn't hear represent. No, they definitely. <laughs> so my so my cousin, yeah, is right because you know he's a little older than me. He like four years older than me. He had all the hip hop albums, and he used to have Thirty Six Chambers. Mm. I remember his boys in high school would come over and they'd be playing it, and I remember my uncle would come down in the basement and hear the curses, be like, "Turn that off!" Like you can't. Be oh, playing. so it was like they used to do it in the movies. Yeah. So yeah, you, you know. So <laughs> I, my, my mom didn't know I had Illmatic, so. The first thing I had, I heard Illmatic, and I loved Ain't Hard to Tell, the song. Yeah. And then my cousin played me the album, and I was just like, this is crazy. Like, to me at that time was the illest thing I ever heard. Mm. And I made him- Still this, might be. This, was, this shows my age. This was back when somebody had an album, because my cousin had it on cassette. Okay. And you made he made a copy for me, mm. so I had it on a not, like, just a, a, a blank cassette. A copy of a cassette? Yeah, you just, you, you put, so you had two players- Kids, this is going to show my age. For the kids out there who don't know, you had a deck in which you had two cassette players in there. One was the record. You could also play in that, too, and one yeah. was played. So you had to literally play the album, and you hit the record on the other cassette, and then you that's how you do it. I remember having cassette tapes around the house when I was really young. And what you really, if you really had a nice one and it was dope, you didn't have to flip it over when it was done. It could auto-record on the other side for you. So my cousin had one of those decks, and I was able to just record the album straight through. We kind of moved from that way too fast. Like, just in general, because where technology is now. But I don't want to get into whole, that whole discussion. It just alarms me. It's how, just, it's, it's, it just alarms me how fast things move. It is. You never had that experience. You never had to do... You literally never had to do that. Right. <laughs> you, like, never had to do right. that. Right. I've seen it done. But for other people, it was like... From my parents, but yo, like... like, back then, if you couldn't... Like, if you were, like, especially, you know, I was 11. I didn't have money like yeah, that. I don't even remember Walkman. That's the first rap album I bought. But I remember before I could buy it and I had, like, some money to buy it, I had my cousin's, you know, dub tape is what I had. Like, the, mm. the, the, the you know, copy of that onto a blank cassette tape. And I was going around bumping that in my Walkman consistently. Like, that was all I listened to. Now, yeah, I never played it at home because if my mom heard me playing some of the stuff that was on Illmatic, she yeah. would have probably threw my deck or my little <laughs> iowa radio that i had in my room out the uh out the window so that wouldn't have been good i can't like the album is so good man. the album's like, so the album's so good it's, it's like what robin lumberg said on our second episode of this podcast so this was a while ago yes, but he said yeah he said and although he acknowledged that jay-z is obviously his favorite he said that if you have the trivia question to what's the greatest rap album of all time illmatic is probably going to be the answer it is for me yeah. nothing nothing has touched it it's the best album um it is it, it is for me there's things that are also i feel like are great but i just think that is, yeah there's things that are probably on that level there, it it birthed everything after it it's it was the perfect continuation of the people like the rock hems and the the cool g raps yeah. before and the big daddy canes and Nas just took i never heard anybody so poetically tell stories what that was just like this is and the production it's just it's just great i know some people argue that it's dated but i think the impact of it is good i don't and think so for me it's still it's for me it's so it was so ahead of its time and it still holds up I agree with that. Yeah. And it's funny because this 25th anniversary made me realize that there's a book I never finished. Uh, Michael Eric Dyson has this book called Born to Use Mics that I actually have. And I was looking before we came to record this podcast. I was looking for it because I was like, I was reading it maybe a couple months before my daughter was born. And what it does is a 
chapter by chapter breakdown of all the songs. Yeah. Um, if you know anything about Michael Eric Dyson, he's a huge Nas Elmatic fan. Yes, I know he that. Also, a uh, super intellectual look at it and the storytelling that Nas is doing in it. So it, I haven't finished the book. I plan to finish it at some point within the next month because I like need to get back into reading it. But I think I was just up to uh, Life's a Bitch. So I was like three tracks in. So Life's a Bitch is a track that I'm actually uh, listening, dissecting right now. But it's fantastic. I'll give you that book when you when I'm done. Like, Word. I don't know if people do that for albums now. You know what I mean? Like, Although, uh, no, I think somebody, we could see what, a Kendrick album. Having that sort of well, I mean that that, that podcast dissect that's out, which is actually real. You told yeah, 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 yeah. They did a breakdown of Good Kid, Man City. You talking about this a long time ago, which was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was fantastic, and they've done some other albums since. Um, they did after that. They did. Which I think is an overrated album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh yeah, and then they sorry did, Gerard, and they did they did one of my other favorite one of my other favorite albums of all time, Miss Education, Lauren Hill, which is the one they did this season. But I haven't <sighs> listened to that. I was listening to that the other day. Yeah, so that like, album. So like that's dope. But look, Illmatic, the impact of this album, undeniable. I still probably listen to it once a month. Um, mm. or I'm or I always listen to the album at least once a month. Love it. What, what did you come up? What did you say your favorite? Uh, your favorite song is what off the album? Favorite song? I think New York State of Mind. New York State of Mind. I think New York State of Mind. And your verse? Did you, did you come up with a verse? My favorite verse is AZ's verse on Life's a Bitch. I see it. I think but, that, I think that's fair. I can understand but, that. But but that that's because I re, I don't know that one just stuck with me the most when I first heard it. You know what I mean? Like it, he, he he kills it. Yeah, he kills but it, but my but I think the best verse is we didn't even mention halftime at one time for your mind. Um. I think the best verse is probably it's so hard, man. Like you can go, you can literally go ten different ways. I think, <laughs> I think for if I had to pick a verse, I gotta go. Like if you had what if you what gun to your head, knife, yeah, knife to your throat. And, and if I'm taking a Nas verse, <laughs> I might have to take Memory Lane verse one for best. Yeah, I might take. I'm I'm, pro, I'm taking New York State of Mind first verse or One Love third verse. I'm fine. I'm fine. One with Love that. third verse. It's great. God damn. Man. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I mean, I you the, the the album's full of great verses. Like it's, yeah. it's it's just and it still holds up. And I mean, like we were talking, the, we were talking also about how a lot of people think it was written. Not a lot of people think, but there are a section of people. Hold on, let me. <laughs> there's a section of people that think it was written uh, is better. And I'm just like, man, as much as I do like it was written, uh, nah, bro. It's not. It's, nah, I think those people are bugging. That dude is that dude's catalog is so strong that I, that I don't even have. It was written, which is a very good album in his top five. And I would agree. Yeah, not mine either. It's probably six, but I would. You know. I, I would agree. I think it's such. Nabate kind of agree with that too, because we were talking about that too. Cause yeah, because we we both think Nas's catalog. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, him. And we were like, still Matic is up there, and he likes hip hop is dead a lot, which I found interesting. I do. Uh, so when we, it's okay. When we have him back up here, we can talk we about that. To, we have to talk. Uh, about Lost that. tapes, life is good, still Matic. You know what I mean? Godson. Godson. Yep. I didn't mention Godson. I forgot about that that yeah. day. But Godson. I, other than Zone I, Out, that's that album. I perfect. think those albums are better than it was written. And yeah. I, like I agree with that. But we, we ain't got to do. This we don't again. have to go. But anyway, Illmatic is great. I can't believe it's been twenty five years. I remember listening to that. Mm-hmm. I remember. Bumping that, I still it still feels like '94 is yesterday, and I remember that summer it was out because every man people were bumping that everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, which is man. crazy because even in retrospect, like 
the impact was so large, obviously, and you know, you're saying this from a New York perspective, but it didn't even do that well relative to the times in terms yeah. of charting. Because you remember the Nas documentaries on VH1 and stuff talked about how that album initially was a failure, even though it was really good and they put a lot of money into it. And then he got with all these producers who were just like breaking into their primes as well. Um, and then after a while, you saw it go gold and platinum because he started like being successful in other areas. Yeah. I think it was just the album, when you look at it, it's very raw. There's really no, even for that time, no really commercial single other than the lead single, which is Ain't Hard to Tell. Yeah. And has the Human Nature Michael Jackson sample, which was flipped extremely well. Yeah. Outside of that, there's really no, tell me a song on there, you're like, oh man, it's going to be on the radio. I mean, now, The World Is Yours did very well in terms of New York. Like, I remember hearing that on Hot 97 all the time. I think Halftime might have charted the highest. Yeah, te- technically, that <laughs> is the first single because that was released that was way the Zebrahead b- right, two years before the, before the album dropped. Yeah. So, technically, that was kind of people's, not their first introduction to Nas because most people heard him on Live at the Barbecue. Woo! You want to talk about a verse? <laughs> yeah, that's a guess. Yes. And everybody was like, who's this guy? That verse still holds up to me. Yeah. So, and so does the other one, Back at the back at the Grill Again? Grill Again, yeah. <laughs> I feel like outside of New York, maybe it didn't have the impact because I think people got onto it a little bit later as things happened the way, nah, yeah. the way it was. Especially the back then. Back, back then, then was different. Yeah, hip-hop was so much more regional. So, like, yeah. I think people outside... Which I kind of miss. But. I think sometimes when you hear stuff from rappers outside of New York now who maybe are in that same age range as the Nas talk about it, they're like, oh, well, I got onto it and I thought this was, like, really dope and great. And so there were people listening to it. So it's... It's just had a different impact. But I think for, like, New Yorkers, one thing I'll say, my, my boy Anthony Slater, he always says this. He says, Illmatic's the perfect album. If you took it, put it in a time capsule, put it in the ground, had somebody dig it up 100 years later, it would perfectly encapsulate what New York felt like at that time mm-hmm. for people in black and brown neighborhoods. And that, so true i just think the sound mm-hmm. the storytelling around it um the things that were going on it's a perfect like history into an album of like what it was at that time in for his tales in the queensbridge projects right like it's just perfect the way it's just encaptured and i think that's the greatness of the album and the dangerous thing about it is is that you know a lot of people like to hold up artists to their first project especially if that was their best one yeah so i feel like and going back to his catalog, a lot of people don't think his catalog is that strong because he hasn't topped that, which is unfair, obviously, unfair. to him. It's unfair to other artists, too. Like, they're held to their first uh, work also. I can't. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some names off the top of my head. I would have said Biggie, but that's debatable. I mean, you like Life After I Death I think Life After Death is a better album. And then after that, it's like he only had two albums, so you can't really do it with Biggie. But there are some other dudes who are like that. Raekwon, actually. I think uh, I, I Raekwon, think make, probably Method Man, I guess. I think you have to make something again. I think what happens in hip-hop sometimes is if you don't make something again that's like really great. Like I think people forget this with Jay, but I feel like it was happening to him before he made the blueprint. Like I think for, you know... Everybody's like, oh, kind of like when Nas is still Matic. Yeah, and I felt see, I felt like that that was yeah. that for Nas. Which like, came out the same year. I think once you do that, then I think it kind of erases that for you. Now, it, when you do something where you put out two great things in a row, like Kendrick did, mm-hmm. I think it also gives you a little bit more of a buffer. Um, but I if, mean, a lot of people would say Nas came out with two great things in a row. Yeah, I don't the, think so. The but thing, yeah. the thing, the thing that was uh, the dip was nineteen ninety nine. Where he yep. brushed those out, well, you know what that whole the album, right? Yeah, it was really, it was really Nostradamus, not so much I am. Yo, it was Nostradamus is awful. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. It doesn't matter. Nostradamus is awful. Illmatic is great. 
That's yeah. all that matters. And yeah. It's a great album. I think it's the greatest rap album of all time. Glad to see people talking about it and it getting its respect. Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. Now, going from things that we love to things where people are absolutely hating on. Hmm. Did you see uh, the recent stuff that's come up in Major League Baseball featuring our boy our boy Tim, Tim Anderson, Anderson. <laughs> let me tell you something I have a new favorite player in baseball <laughs> and his name is Tim Anderson no. Tim Anderson I I'm, I am look man I like how you're playing I like your swagger I like you not giving a damn about what these other people are saying in baseball and I want to credit Brian because Brian a couple years ago. What did I do? Was uh, on the episode, second oh. episode of Sports Walk. <laughs> and Brian talks about at the end of the episode, if you have not seen it, I suggest you go and look at the episode. It's a very good episode. Brian talks about um, his thoughts on baseball and baseball's unwritten rules. And his very great, great statements on that. That I don't want to ruin for anybody, but pretty much. You, you they pretty, aged well. I'm proud of that. It, it did. <laughs> well, no, it was, it was a relevant topic then and it sadly still is now. Uh-huh. But. You were calling out the people who were mad at the people who bat flip or show emotion mm-hmm. um, and all these other things. And for those people that don't know in the situation, uh, Tim Anderson hit a home run. Yes. Off of uh, was what what's the guy's name? What's the, what's the other what's the other guy's name? He hit the home run off of. I don't remember, but I did find out that Tim Anderson is interestingly enough from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. He Deontay a- Wilder country. That's right. He hit a home run off of, I'm trying to get the guy's name. Tim Anderson also, so I'm going to throw some numbers at you. Mm-hmm. He's actually batting 422 this he's season. He's killing so right now. Yes. So if he's your favorite player, you're at least in pretty good shape. He's a bra- He's a bra- Brad Keller from the Royals, pitcher Brad Keller from the Royals. Okay. Um, Tim Anderson hit a home run. Let's look up some stuff jacked, about our boy Brad. Jacked it and then had one of my favorite bat flips i've ever seen not all, it, it's close it wasn't it's, a bat flip it wasn't a bat it flip. was a bat throw <laughs> it was kind of like the remember the remember the jose bautista one yeah where he just threw it too which i absolutely loved he yeah. just like looked in disgust and was like get out of here yeah he threw the bat towards the dugout and let me also say baseball has been making this this campaign which i've applauded baseball for doing about let the kids play and let them have emotion you've liked this campaign too mm-hmm. the white Sox seem to be embracing this in the terms that they have a White Sox chain, home run chain, that after people hit a home run, you rock it in the dugout. Started by the Miami University, the turnover Little chain. chain. I and like I, it. And I like it. It's yeah. something different. I like it. Anyway, Tim Anderson hits a home run. If you watch baseball enough, you probably know what happened the next time he came at bat. Next time he comes up at bat, he hit the home run off of Brad Keller. Brad Keller drills him, although he claims the pitch got away from him. Oh, my God. I'm rolling my eyes. Just own it, see. man. Just, Just own it. Right. And that's the thing. You don't tell me the pitch got away. 
Tim Anderson had something to say, and they got into a little bit of a brawl. Yeah. And then he got suspended. However, Tim Anderson didn't get suspended for being the brawl. He got suspended for using the N-word towards Brad Keller, who actually is white. Um, which, Yo, it happens. You know what I'm saying? I, like, <laughs> which was like, so everybody's like, yeah, it's not really an epithet because it's not like he, he was using it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's what MLB is going to say. He said it as a, but I don't need to explain how's it. MLB, but Here's where I will say what I understand where yeah. MLB's come from. MLB is like, you can't be saying that stuff in front of kids when you're at a baseball game. The kids aren't that there. important, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The kids aren't that important. Wow. No. Like no. The, listen. It's promoting the, here's, the game. Here's my got, thing. You, here's my I thing. Understand what here's my thing with children. They're going to le- learn sooner or later, all right? They have to be prepared for some of these things in life. I agree. There's going to be I conflict. Agree, here's There's the going to be N-words, I don't, especially if you're from certain places. I don't disagree with any of that. Like, it's going to happen. The problem is you're going to – this is you have to understand when you start having a kid. You're going to have to deal with other parents around who sometimes are a little bit more protective than maybe you would be on certain things, and they want to shield their kids from things until a certain time. It's the world, no, man. Nobody ever talks about what those certain times are, right? Like, nobody will ever say that, yeah. but they're going to do that. However, as a business – Baseball doesn't want to look like they're promoting that in any kind of way. I'm not saying that they are or they aren't, but they don't want the appearance of that. So they're going to try to send a message to the part of that fan base that might feel that way that may then say, I don't want to show up at this game because people are using this language. I understand what they're in in terms of Come business. On, man. In terms, you have to understand where they're coming from in terms of business. I mean, interest. no, I get you might that. Not like it. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's business, man. That's all. That's why I looked at that. Was it's a business move? I understand right. where baseball's coming from. It's business. Well, I'm just saying these kids they're protecting these, their interests. These kids got to learn sooner or later, man. They're gonna learn sooner. Like or we're, later. we're we're the same. Co- to, we're so, the same country that try, we don't even teach kids sex education. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? But they're going out and the pro- getting busy at 14. The problem, the problem is you want to give them that learning lesson. I'm in glad middle you, school. But I'm glad you brought up that about sex education. What is the argument you generally hear from people who say they don't want sex education in schools? Right. The argument is I don't want these people teaching my kids that which is stupid but then teach your kids that right and the, the thing, i didn't learn i just kind of did the, it the, the thing that comes you don't want that things, to happen the things that comes with this even though it went fine yeah, it could have went horribly <laughs> wrong the things that come with this is somebody's gonna be like i don't want tim anderson yeah. teaching my kids that come on man i mean but you're fine with tim anderson teaching a kid how to hit a home run right right yeah. exactly there's the, their lies he's bad at 422 he can teach my kid how to hit any day that's i don't that, have a kid their lies <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like <laughs> There lies the hypocrisy. Look, man, baseball, baseball still. Here's a problem. Yeah, baseball seems to be putting this question out for you because you said this on the sports walk. Oh, baseball seems to be putting all this marketing into let the kids have fun, let the kids play, let's embrace the bat flip. Very let's good at good at that. We are all in support of right. Yeah. Even if, we, if you do it, but why do you think the culture isn't of that isn't permeating down still into the broader baseball culture the people who are actually on the field because we're seeing still seeing pitchers yeah. complain about dudes doing bad flips and you know what i have a problem with i have a problem that the retaliation for these unwritten rules is by the person with the ball in their hand mm-hmm. but if the person with the bat in their hand comes out there and hits the pitcher well why is that wrong yeah. The pitcher can throw a 95 or plus mile per hour fastball at the person. They can't come back out and retaliate with their weapon. And I saw some other people complaining that if we let this continue in terms of the bat flipping, then, oh, you're going to have pitchers celebrating strikeouts and things like that, which I'd they actually do. be fine with. And I'd be do. fine with that. That's why people like Jabba Chamberlain so much Yeah, when he was hot for like a season. 
But it, <laughs> but it already happens, right? Like I'm fine with and like, some people like get people are saying, "Oh, we're gonna start seeing dances after celebration, okay. a, a, after strikeouts and things like that, okay. like celebration dances." Like fine, okay, okay, I'd be fine with that. Like if you strike somebody out, go ahead. Is anybody mad? Do what you gotta do. Has anybody been mad through the NBA playoffs when uh, Damian Lillard is doing his Dame time, or you got Russell Westbrook rocking the baby? Well, Dennis Schroeder clearly took exception to that, but as Damian Lillard pointed out, he waited until Game Three. It doesn't matter. I also, <laughs> I also find it funny. Like, yeah. why can't we just enjoy it? Like, I enjoy it's, the creativity. Like, at the end of the day, we need to stop with a lot of these things, a lot of these notions that we've always had and just break it down and be like, look, these are games that people get paid to play, but these are games at the end of the day. Why not let them have fun? That's it. We're doing too much policing of the rules and not letting these athletes sort of express themselves in their own way of creativity. You know, these athletes in some ways are creators also. You want creators to express express themselves in whatever way it is possible. If they want to celebrate, if they get amped, there are some people that they don't celebrate. They give the ball back to the official, like Ladanian Thomas cool. after touchdown. And that's cool. There are some people that they don't celebrate. They just they just keep it moving. They you know they hit a ba- basket, go right back on defense. But then there are other people. You see them, and they're like Marshall Henderson. They're barking. <laughs> they're barking at the opposing crowd. You know, trying to egg on the bench of the other team. And I'm fine with that. You need, like, just let, let it sort of happen. Now, you don't want fights to break out, although fighting is underrated in some instances. You don't want fights to break although out. people are fine with that in other sports, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Did you thing. see the Alex Oveskin shot? I did. Against a 19-year-old? <laughs> yo, yo, but you know what's crazy? And we're talking hockey here again. You know what's crazy? He asked the kid if he wanted to do it. I thought the kid asked him. Nah, I thought that he asked the kid. I thought he was like, you sure you want to do this? Well, well, either way, it doesn't the matter. kid did it. It seems more likely that he would ask him because he, the kid is young. The kid was a rookie, right? He's yeah. A rookie. Nah, but, nah, I think it's more likely that he would do it because, uh, that the kid would do it because it's like, you know, when you're young and stupid, you know, would be like, nah. yo, you want to go? No, nah, but I feel like if you're the older person, you'd want to check the younger person and be like, you sure you want to do this? But if, you're, but if you're older, you can manage your testosterone more. Do you want to see these hands? <laughs> with somebody who's been experienced in doing this he no. did and then he didn't and then he did it he, he knocked him out he, he knocked him out like terrence crawford almost knocked out amir khan here's the thing if i was alice <laughs> ovechkin i wouldn't feel bad for any of that i'm like you me you, neither especially since it's legal as we were saying but it's not legal in other sports it's not which is interesting because yo hold on god forbid god forbid they let that happen in basketball or oh, football no. No. Holy shit. No. Woo. No. Oh my it would, God. It would be it it would be wow. Oh my god. I mean look, let, we know we know let, let Russell Westbrook and Donovan Mitchell hopefully this doesn't happen. Let Russell Westbrook and Donovan Mitchell go at it in Utah and see what happens. No. Let Russell Westbrook go at it with a fan in Utah and oh. see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's the the that, 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 that You know what Donovan I mean? Mitchell. Like just let let Cam Newton go at it with any any yeah. past Von Miller. It's not like it's gonna, you know what I mean. It would be, the stuff that would be written and said is just America sad. would be insane. A Tiger Woods won his fifth. Yeah, I have an issue uh, about green this. jacket. Not well, an issue. I'm not an issue. Well, how do you have an issue? Not with an this? issue. Not an issue. But I, I was You're not very, happy. Tiger Woods won his fifth green green jacket. I don't really care. My thing was like I was just I was just sort of fascinated where that. And this is what I texted you. I was like, this is the space where people decide to compartmentalize. I just find it interesting, not in any way that I'm leaning one side or the other. Are they compartmentalizing that? Yeah, because they're like, they're oh, Tiger is such a great story. You it know, is. He, he's, How is it not a he, great story? He's, he's come back from so much, even though yes. a lot of it was self-inflicted. 
Then you have black people rooting for him for obvious reasons, even though he doesn't quite label himself as black and has never been seen with a black woman publicly. I will address that. You know what I, I mean? I, like, I, I will gladly address that. So I was looking at the because one day we were talking about this because I was doing research one day and I was like, I just looked up Tiger Woods' you know, girlfriends. The women that he's been seen with in public, all of them are white girls. All they of are. them. All of them. And I was just like, huh, that's interesting to me. So then I looked up his, like, what is he? And he apparently doesn't label himself as black or African-American. He labels himself as... Cablination. Yes. Which is what he said. Now, hold, here's my thing. I'm going to throw something at you that I thought about. Yeah. And this actually applies more to people in the black community, so I will say it. But we seem to... And I think I think there's a reason why you could juxtapose these two... I'm just trying athletes. to... Like, I, why do, I'm totally do from the have, outside, so I'm just trying to figure it out. Do you have an issue with, with Serena Williams? Serena Williams an is... An issue? Yes. Here's where I'm going. Serena, oh, because... Oh, Serena mm, Williams mm, is mm, married to a going. white man. And here... I, but now I see where you would say this is more for the black community. Because I'm kind of like... And I'm not saying... You know, here, this you know is, what I'm this saying? Is what I, will explain, I will explain, and I'm not speaking for everybody in the black community, but I'll explain to you why I think that is. Okay? Yeah. First of all, I want to be clear on a couple things. You should love whoever you want to love. I don't really give a damn. Yeah. I do not care. Interracial, you know, world. we out yes. here. You know I do not care. We everybody. This, this is I, an interracial podcast. I think the world should be <laughs> should be better and people loving to <laughs> love whoever they want to love. However, however, here's the difference between Serena and Tiger, mm. right? That I'm going to make very clear. Compton? No. Okay. No. No, 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 no. Nothing has to do with that. Serena has always seemed, and this also includes Venus, has always seemed to embrace her blackness, her identity. I was going to say, is. yeah. Tiger, true. I think what happened when he made the Cablin Asian comment, what I think annoyed a segment of black people that were rooting for him, and I'll get to why they're the rooting, but I think you were kind of alluding to earlier. Yeah, I, I'm just curious about Was the, whole the thing. fact that it appeared that you should be able to say you're from mixed race or mixed culture, say who you are. Yeah. But he put Cablin Asian, which was supposed to be Caucasian, black, and Asian. Last I knew... Is that a real term or he made that up? I never heard it till Tiger Woods said it. That's interesting. Tiger Woods, father, late father, black. Yeah. Mother, yeah. Asian. Yeah. Right? If he had said Blasian, I think more people would have been like, okay. Everybody's like, I don't know where the Caucasian comes in this, and it seems as though you might be rejecting your blackness. Right? Yeah. Now, um. I think that's what annoyed people in that terms. Now, let's. why do people root for Tiger Woods who are black for the most part are most people rooting for tiger woods who are black i think because he's a black dude who dominated in a very white space in golf that's what i think hell yeah that's what i think i have yeah yeah, yeah. he's also been great at it right it was nice to see somebody who was like yo i don't see anybody that looks like me a in lot this of people space. said he was the best athlete in the world at one point right dude, yeah. dude who's doing this and he's doing it at the masters and he's killing and he won by like 12 strokes in 99 and all this stuff right yeah and despite the cabinet, oh, I, I failed to mention also that yes. he's buddies with trump that, that that's another I'll thing. I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> despite the despite the Cablination part, yeah. right? I think once that statement was out there, I think for a lot of black people we were like, uh, Tiger's that person that's not embracing his culture in this way, right? Serena's never been that person. Right. But Tiger she has just done happened that. to end up with a white dude. Right. So yeah. so Tiger so Tiger, I think for a lot of black folks looked at him and was like, Okay, we kind of see where he's at and what he's doing who he's been around, who he's associated himself with. Yes. We've kind of seen sort of those things and understood who Tiger Woods. So when you might say it's problematic that Tiger Woods is playing golf with Trump, I don't think most black people care because they look at Tiger's like, yo, we know what Tiger is. We still root for him because we like the fact that he's 
can win in these spaces where you don't see us, and that matters. That's such a weird situation to me. It's not. It's, it's not for so, me. So, no, because it's like it's literally choosing which part makes you feel better about the whole situation. Yeah, but it's like people are entitled why, to do. Why can't I enjoy the part of him? Why can't I enjoy? I don't know his politics, though. That's well, the thing. Do we know Tiger's politics? I don't think we do, but I think we have strong assumptions where they may lean. But those are assumptions, to be fair. Because he played golf for Trump doesn't mean he necessarily rocks for Trump. However, would I be I mean, but, but, Trump? But, here, no. but, but those other things, those other things sort of, you know, in terms of never being seen with a black woman, in terms of not really owning his blackness. Here, okay, so here's the thing. I don't know if you saw this, and I wanted to pull this up, and I, we didn't have the aux cord to play this, but but you can look this up, people who are listening. Can we get the aux cord? Um, <laughs> I, I, if I find it, I will I will try to play this uh, audio for everybody to hear. But I come across, and you might have seen this, I come across a video mm-hmm. where Tiger Woods um, was interviewed, um, and this was Complex Sports. I want to give them credit that they had this video. Um let me see if I can find this. Um, yeah, I just find the whole Tiger Woods thing. I've, I've, now I'm feeling you haven't seen this video. I don't know. Is it the one with him and his daughter? No. He talks about he's like 13 or 14. Tiger's 13 or 14. Tiger's 13 or 14. Okay, so we're talking about 1990. So we're talking about Tim Dog, F. And, Compton. Oh, <laughs> we're talking about uh, what, what else was out at that time? Tim Dog, F. Compton. I, I, now, now, because now that NWA, you, now that you have not, now I know that you have not seen this. Um, what does that mean? Now you haven't seen or heard this makes me want to uh, play this so you can actually hear it in real time as well too. Um, hmm, and get a genuine reaction. That's hold on. Trying to find this. Did you actually watch the match? I meant to have this ready from before. I did. I watched the last round a good as much as I could of it. Oh, man, I can't. Um, I can't watch golf, man. <sighs> you know what? I am not able to find this right now. Um, you're gonna have to look. You're gonna have to find it at some other point. But yeah, Tiger Woods. Oh, Tiger Woods not born in '77. Okay, nope, got it. No, 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 no. I found it. Cypress, California. Except this doesn't. You know what? This doesn't have the exact. I don't know exactly where this clip is. Um. But anyway, let me. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna paraquote what he says um, about this. I'm actually gonna try to see if this is it at the end. Okay. So what? Ty, what happens is Tiger Woods is being interviewed by uh, some it's a guy who appears to be an Australian reporter, and he asks Tiger Woods what would be the most important tournament for him to win. And Tiger Woods says, and I'm paraquoting this. He's like 13 or 14. He says the Masters. Mm-hmm. Because and he says because and the guy says why why would the Masters be so important for you to win? He said because of the way they've treated black people there. And obviously he's talking about the fact that blacks and then also women at the Masters had how been old was he thirteen. So we're talking about nineteen eighty eight eighty nine. And he says for him as a black person, a lot to, happen in that to win time, the, I'm to, just to win this would be important for him. So I think the question a lot of people would say is, Yo, how did he go from there to talking about Cavalin Asian? Right? Like how? Does I mean, he, look at Candace Owens. It happens. Yeah. Well, I, she, I don't know if I pay attention <laughs> How do you go from there to there? And I think I was having a conversation with somebody about this recently, and they were saying that when you're black like him and he's kind of ascended to this place and he's made this amount of money, that the people in your circle, you know, your accountants, your lawyers, all these people around you maybe necessarily don't look like you anymore. And your worldview sort of changes sometimes where you think like, not that 
there are obviously good white people and bad white people. We're saying I hate that we have to differentiate, differentiate that. But I just want to be like, clear: so the ones that know, no, right? I feel and, like, and, and it's just yeah. that. And so when things happen, you might be insulated from the actual racism that still does exist. Right? And brainwashing does happen, right? Over time. Now, what I also find interesting with Tiger was Tiger also had an incident in I think this was the early two thousands where I'm forgetting the woman on the Golf Channel uh, said that he should be lynched, and. Yeah, you don't remember this happening? You might have been really young, so you don't remember this happening. Huh. Um, so I, it it sounds vaguely familiar, but so, so I'm trying to yeah. Golf Channel anchor Kelly Tillman she was suspended for a uh, lynching remark about Tiger Woods, and I remember this. The Golf Channel suspended her. However, when Tiger was uh, asked him, this is what happened. Uh, Nick Faldo and Tillman were discussing young players who would challenge the world's number one player towards the end of this broadcast. And Faldo suggested that to take Tiger on, maybe they should just gang up on him for a while. And Tillman said, lynch him in a back alley. Obviously, I don't think I have to explain to our listeners. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. When was this? This was... So it's, it's actually not as early as I thought. 2008. Where the hell was that? Damn. Yeah, I remember this. I mean, at that time, Lord knows what the hell I was doing. But. Yeah. Anyway, so so this occurs, and Tiger was asked. Tiger was asked about uh, how he felt about it. Instead of Tiger being like, "Yo, this is extremely offensive. This should not be said to anyone. Language should not be used." He was like, "No, I know she was just joking. She's my friend." Oh, yeah. twenty years after the initial. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. So. I mean, it does happen, though. Like, people lose themselves all the time. We're seeing it now with social media, where we've talked about this extensively on this podcast, where people just lose themselves entirely just to get retweets or likes. There are a lot of people who are trying to act like they're a part of causes that they're not actually a part of. There are a lot of people who are just trying to attach themselves to certain things, and then there are other people who just completely lose themselves entirely. Like, it just happens. That was disappointing for me when he did that, because I... I don't know if Tiger's completely lost himself. I I don't know him. I don't know. know I I just look... I just But uh, just... All indications to me seem like he's one of those type of black dudes. Here's you know thing, what I'm saying? But I still like seeing him win it. I still like seeing him win in the spaces that he's winning. Yeah. And I think I think when you're from uh people who've been shut out of those spaces, yeah, that I can understand that. I think both things can exist. You can be disappointed in one thing that you're saying, but you can also enjoy seeing him win in the spaces that he's winning. Yeah. All right, we're out, we're out of time. We got to wrap it up. So we got to get nothing. numbers, which I'm very excited for for this episode. 77. Uh, Luka Doncic. That's it. All right, cool. There's no need for any other <laughs> candidates. Uh, Luka shout Doncic. Out, shout out to Anson Carter, honorable mention. Yes, honorable mention, Anson, <laughs> Car- Anson Carter. Uh, Luka Doncic, you should be the rookie of the year. I told you so, people. Yes. I told you so. In 2017. Yes, told you so. Told you so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another good episode. That is it for this episode of A Heart Cell Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us. Please leave us a rating, the best rating you possibly can. Also, be yes. sure to support us on Patreon uh, and the other stuff we have coming up for Brian. T Public, T Public. T Public. Uh, buy our merch and stuff we have some more great stuff coming up uh that's it for this episode for brian fonseca i'm dex Henry. until next time y'all peace